Last episode, we talked about three of the five different types of assets with paper assets, commodities, and business. This episode, we will define the last two types of assets in cryptocurrency and real estate and give the pros and cons of each so you can determine which of these five different assets align with your goals. Welcome to Money Vision U. In this podcast, we are passionate about teaching the financial class you should have had in high school so you can learn how to fast track your financial freedom. If you want to learn how to make, manage, and multiply your money and see opportunities the way the wealthy do, then you came to the right place. I'm your host, Stuart Berryhill. Money Vision U, class in session. Let's get into our fourth type of asset in cryptocurrency. And with crypto, this would include Bitcoin and all the different altcoins. And if you don't know what an altcoin is, those are just any crypto that is not Bitcoin. That is kind of the definition there. But cryptocurrency is ultimately just a digital form of currency. So with paper assets, you have paper currency like the US dollar, for example. But with crypto, it is making a lot of things digital. That's kind of the goal of cryptocurrency. And a key part of crypto is the blockchain technology. And think of this as almost like a digital trail of receipts on transactions that takes place. And this is a monster of a topic cryptocurrency is with plenty to discuss. But just know the premise is that crypto is a currency, specifically Bitcoin, formed separate from any government entity, meaning government can try and regulate it, but they don't have any control of it. And this is actually a large appeal to many people. But there are so many different ways to invest in crypto. It's pretty similar investing strategies like paper assets, just not as developed since it's newer. But some people may try to day trade or swing trade cryptocurrency, just like people do in the stock market. And that just means you're trying to time your buy right and your sell right. So you're buying low and selling high. And some people do that on a daily basis with day trading, which is kind of more of a full-time job. But there are options to buy and even stake your crypto, meaning you kind of lock it up for a certain time period and let it grow and pay you interest. And you would get penalized if you took it out early, but you are gaining interest by storing or staking your crypto for a period of time. Some even invest in Bitcoin like it's a commodity. And remember, a commodity is something that people invest in as a hedge against inflation. And the more you're in the crypto space, you'll probably hear people refer to Bitcoin as digital gold because only 21 million Bitcoin will ever be produced. So it has a limited supply, which makes some investors consider it a hedge against inflation because it isn't something the government can keep printing money. There's only 21 million Bitcoin that will ever be produced. Then on top of all this, more and more companies are starting to allow it to be traded as a form of currency. So you can buy all sorts of different products and goods with it. I've seen people advertise their house being for sale and tell buyers they accept Bitcoin or uh, even Ethereum. So it is different from a stock in the sense that you can go trade crypto for many different items that you buy from real estate to different products to food. You can't 
go trade your Tesla stock for a Subway sandwich or a house necessarily. But you can start to see how that is possible with things like cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin. And just a fun fact here, technically the first ever transaction ever made with Bitcoin was in 2010 when someone bought two pizzas for 10,000 Bitcoin. And just to do that math for you, those two pizzas are now worth well over $350 million, if my math is right. Depends on what Bitcoin is at for the day, but I hope the, I hope the pizza was worth it because uh, that's a lot of money right there. But quick note, if you have cryptocurrency, it shouldn't be a stock that is held on an app like Robinhood. It really should be kept in what is called a digital wallet or even something called a ledger. More on this in a future episode. But it is different than a stock because, one, you want to make sure it's properly protected. And then, two, you want to be able to have your public address so that you can trade your crypto for whatever goods that you're wanting to buy. So if you haven't looked much into crypto, hopefully this gives you at least an overlying idea of what it is. Now let's get into some of the pros. The pros of crypto would be there is a lot of transparency via blockchain technology. It kind of gives you a sense of security and you can access it very quickly. Another pro would be government doesn't run it. And we'll see how they try to tax things like crypto as time unfolds. Right now, they tax it like a capital gains. You make $30,000 of profit. You have a capital gains tax. That is kind of how it works right now. But government does not run the currency. They may try to regulate it, but they don't run the currency. They're not going to control how many Bitcoins are going to be created and so on and so forth. Another pro, it is very liquid. So you can buy, trade, and sell pretty quickly with cryptocurrency. It is actually pretty simple to buy. You can just go on a trade site like Coinbase and buy something like Bitcoin or one of the bigger cryptocurrencies. Some other cryptos, however, can be a little tougher to figure out how to buy. But if it's something on a trade site like Coinbase, it is very easy. And the last pro I'd like to say is that it could be considered a hedge against inflation. Like I said earlier, you could consider it digital gold. And to be honest, some people have had nice gains from their crypto. I mean, if you invested in Bitcoin in 2015... You made good money. You made a nice profit on that. But I will say a lot of people get into crypto trying to get rich quick and they only lose money. You always have to be very careful when you're playing that game because the greedy route often leads to poverty. So you want to be careful there. But let's get into the cons. The cons include it is difficult to comprehend. So it's going to take time to properly wrap your head around it. I may even be describing the basics and you be you may be like, what the heck are you talking about? But it is going to take a little time just to start to understand because it is so new to really everybody. And with this being said, I do want to say there are a lot of scammers out there that will try to take advantage of users who don't understand what they are investing in. There's nothing necessarily wrong with cryptocurrency, but if you don't know how to properly invest or what you need to protect and keep private with your crypto then that's where scammers can come and take advantage of people. So for example, never ever give out what is called your seed phrases or private keys. This would be something that you would have with a digital wallet. But if you give those out, you are basically giving someone your crypto bank account, if you will, if you give them that. It's kind of like giving them your routing and account number. So those are things that you keep secured and do not give away. Another con would be that you don't have security if you lose it. There's no insurance if you lose it. And if you lose your info, 
then it's gone and there's no recovering it. I've heard of people who had 10 Bitcoin or 5 Bitcoin and they lost their seed phrases or private keys and so they don't remember how they can get back into their wallet. And so now that money is just gone. That Bitcoin is just circulating and there's nothing that anybody can do with it. So if you lose your info, it's gone and there's no recovering it. Which, to be honest, is one of the reasons that cryptocurrency was invented was to eliminate the middleman. It's just you with your money. And so that is a, an appeal to a lot of people. Some people may not like that idea, but these are just pros and cons. But some other cons would be it can be very volatile. I mean, I'm recording this episode in July, and I know Bitcoin was at $60,000, almost $70,000 a couple of months ago, and it has had a 50% dip since then. So that's that's pretty volatile right there. Also, there can be a lot of fees. If you're investing on Coinbase, you're going to have to pay a fee. If you're changing maybe your Bitcoin to Ethereum, there's a fee for that. So there can be fees. And to be honest, just the last con I would say is we don't have a track record and really have no idea of what the future holds for cryptocurrency. As much as people want to speculate, we really don't have a track record for cryptocurrency going beyond 10 or 11 years. That's not a very long time at all. I will do more episodes on crypto in the future and bring on guests who know more than me, but I will say before dumping money into it, you really at least need to know how to properly invest in it, store it, and protect it, which isn't too difficult, but it is something that I would recommend. This is an asset class I would just be very cautious with. I think many have lost a lot of money in this asset because it seems like a way that they can get rich quick. And while some are reaping many benefits from crypto, you need to really know what you are doing before really investing a lot of money here. And with any asset class, I would start small. But this one specifically, I would make sure that you are just trying to get a little skin in the game and get a taste of it before you dive into it. The fifth asset, the last asset I want to touch on is real estate. And this is my personal favorite for many reasons, but real estate investing could come in the form of, well, could come in many different forms, whether it's buying and renting properties, you could fix and flip properties, you could wholesale properties, which means you get it under contract and kind of sell that contract to someone else for more money. These are all avenues of being in the real estate class some would maybe even call these like fix and flipping or wholesaling being more of a business asset. However, to me, it is still in the business of real estate. So we're going to call it investing in real estate. There are many ways that real estate can build wealth. You can build and sell, buy and hold, and so on and so forth. But the gist of what I pursue with real estate is I like to find properties that bring cash flow. You rent houses, offices, apartments, whatever it is, at a higher price than the expenses that you have and you have cash flow. And I love the idea of having plenty of passive income that I can live off of. So whatever I'm doing with a job is what I want to do and I am in complete control of my time. Many of these other assets do not have the opportunity of cash flow or at least the cash flow that real estate can produce. Pros outside of the cash flow uh, potential include you can leverage debt, meaning while you may not own 100% of the property, you get to collect and keep 100% of the rent, which is pretty cool if you think about. And you definitely cannot do something like that in the stock market. Another pro, it tends to appreciate, and there are great tax advantages that come with real estate. Cons would include that it's not a very liquid asset. Money can kind of be locked up for a while, 
So if you need your $20,000 equity in the property, it might not be very easy to take out. You do take on debt. So while it can be a good debt, you always want to be careful and make sure you are not getting over leveraged with your debt. Also, it takes money to get started with real estate. Now, there's ways that you can raise money from other people to help you and you can even invest in real estate without your money. But for the most part, it is going to take money, whether it is finding investors to help you out or having some money yourself. You're probably going to need capital unless you just find a flat out steal of a deal and the bank approves you for whatever type of loan. So depending on how you invest in real estate, it can build short term, mid term or long term wealth. And it can also be an active or passive investment. Oftentimes, people shy away from real estate because they think that they have to be a landlord and you have to clean toilets and fix things and get midnight phone calls. You don't have to do any of that. You can passively invest in real estate. Remember how I said you need capital to be in real estate? Well, if you know someone who needs money for a fix and flip or to invest in in an apartment complex or something like that, you can be a partner in that deal just by giving capital. Same way people are partners in business. Someone may be doing the work, the other people has the capital, they partner up, tackle the deal, they both make money. A quote I always like when it comes to real estate is from Andrew Carnegie, who was like billionaire back in the day. Some people have said his name is Carnegie, but anyways, neither here nor there. He famously said, 90% of all millionaires become so by investing in real estate. So I believe that statement to be true. I believe many of the wealthiest people that you probably know have some sort of real estate in their investment portfolio. Real estate can multiply your money while giving you an income through passive cash flow, and that is why I love real estate. So that is a brief explanation of the five different asset classes if you've listened to both episodes. And I should note, when investing in any asset class for the first time, start small. Rather than going all into the stock market, for example, just buy one stock or even a fraction of a stock. You don't have to buy a full, say, Amazon's at $3,000 a share. You don't have to buy a full share. You can buy a fractional share. So maybe you only want to invest $100. Then that's what you can do. Many people can't afford to buy a full Bitcoin right now. If it's at $35,000 or whatever it is at the time of this episode, you don't have to. You can go buy $100 worth of Bitcoin and you just start to pay attention to what is happening with its value And as you have a little skin in the game, I notice that people start to get a little bit more invested in their education in that asset. Once again, don't go all in. Don't be emotional with investing. Someone on TikTok said, I should invest all my money in this crypto. Bad idea. Slow down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Get your money vision goggles on. Don't be emotional. Maybe if you want to, just get a little skin in the game and then pay attention to it. But don't be emotional with investing. The five different asset classes are paper assets, commodities, business, cryptocurrency, and real estate. But remember, it is only an asset if it is putting money into your pocket, so it is critical that you continue to learn and educate yourself on what you are buying and how to buy right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Money Vision U. If this is something that added value to you, then please subscribe, leave a review, and share. We are passionate about teaching financial literacy so you can learn to take control of your financial future. 
If you want to learn more, then follow us on social media platforms at MoneyVisionU. We look forward to catching you in the next class.